All right, folks, welcome aboard Thursday night edition Philip Ward show today is the 836th day of slowing the spread. The Joe Unity Biden administration, boy, what a disaster he was earlier today. Just some of the quotes, he's standing there and he's like, uh, I got to go down a list now of reporters. You know, he had this card as well saying, you, you sit down and you thank people. You introduce people virtually. It's just, the guy is just so embarrassing for our entire country to the point where we now have polling data to reflect that even Democrats are getting sick and tired of Joe Unity Biden. There's no sane person out there. There is no sane American who can possibly formulate an argument that Joe Unity Biden is doing good things for our country. And again, everything, Joe Unity Biden could go back to the Donald Trump policies, let's see, particularly on oil and gas, and maybe have us down to paying $2.39 a gallon for gas, but no, he can't do that. His party is so extreme now that there is no, they've gone so far left that there's no coming back, folks. They're socialists, they're borderline communists. These people are absolutely heinous individuals. And a lot of them, by the way, the older Democrats, by the way, I've, I've always made the, I've always said that it's different. You got the old Democrats like Pelosi and Hillary Rodden Clinton and Joe Unity Biden, Charles E. Schumer, Cuomo, stick him in there, Kathy Jokel as well here in New York State. There's sort of these, this old Democratic Party guard that, they, and don't get me wrong, they were always socialists. They were always about green new energy and eliminating oil and gas and we need renew we need renewable energy because these things the fossil fuels they're not working for the country when it has always worked for the country and under donald trump's administration we were better at it than anybody else but now you have these new democrats like aoc and islam omar rashida talib and ayanna presley uh bernie sanders the evil coward communist himself that's sort of the new wing of the Democratic Party. You cannot differentiate between the two now. I mean, the new Democrats are the old Democrats. The old Democrats are the new Democrats. They've just totally formed this radical, extreme, green, socialist party that even Democratic voters are getting sick and tired of. Anyway, this administration now has 934 days left for all of us to endure earlier today, folks, headline here in Fox Business, Fed, key Fed GDP tracker turns, uh-oh, negative, oh boy, oh boy, signaling what? You bet, recession is here. Remember, folks, two consecutive quarters, negative GDP growth, you know what that means, Joe Unity Biden and his administration, yep, have brought the United States straight into a recession. The Federal Reserve's 
key real-time model for tracking U.S. economic activity has turned negative. Boy, sure are glad now that we learned about negative numbers through school. Right now we can see what the economy is going to become, signaling that the nation could already have entered a recession. The GDP now gauge a widely matched measurement from the Atlanta Federal Reserve Bank indicating today gross to, real gross domestic product shrank by 1.0% in the second quarter from April through June, while the official advance estimate of quarter two performance will not be released for another month. This preliminary, preliminary reading shows the second quarter in a row negative growth in the economy after GDP contracted 1.6% in quarter one. Well, there you go, folks. Told you recession is coming if it's not already here. If further readings confirm that the economy did indeed shrink in quarter two, the technical criteria for a recession will indeed be met. By the way, now the National Bureau of Economic Research says the authority makes the official determination, right? Think about that. We're not going to go by the definition that it's been forever. No, 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 no. We have to make the determination. By the way, economists expect some economic slowdown from the interest rate hikes that the Fed implemented as it attempts to rein in inflation, which hit a four-year decade high in May. Thank you again, Joe Unity Biden, Joe Unity Biden's administration. See, the Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen, the owl with a comb over, who said, well, there's not going to be a recession and everything's going to be transitory. By the way, she's, she's as old as dirt, too. You know, you got the energy secretary, Jennifer Granholm. Oh, boy, if I, well, you know, if I had a magic wand, right? Kind of like Barack Hussein Obama used to talk about. Oh, what is he, what's Donald Trump going to do? Is he going to, is he going to wave a magic wand? Jobs are just going to come back? Is he going to reappear? You know, that's the same thing that Jennifer Granholm was saying. Well, there's a cartel on oil and the cartel is called OPEC. None of that being true. None of it being true at all because we were not exporter of oil and gas under Donald J. Trump's administration. Donald Trump, who if you listen to Cassidy Hutchinson and her bombshell blockbuster testimony, Donald Trump took the steering wheel and said, I'm the effing president. Let's go. We're going to the Capitol right now. Again, nonsense. And even you have uh, Tony Arnato and... Uh, 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 angle who are saying, uh, yeah, we'll testify and say none of that ever happened. By the way, at, at, here's another beaut of a headline for Joe Unity Biden. S&P wraps worst first half since 1970. As far as the NASDAQ goes, worst ever. There you go. Record. What a re Tell you what, this is a record-breaking administration for Bidenflation, for gas prices, for the stock market. It was a rough first half of the year for the U.S. for U.S. equities as inflation, Bidenflation, skyrocketed, dialing up the chances of a recession. S&P 500 lost 20.6%, the worst performance since 1970. Nasdaq fell 29.5%, the worst ever. Dow Jones Industrial Average lost a lesser 15.3%, the worst since 1962, as tracked by Dow Jones, uh, Dow Jones Market Data Group. Phenomenal stuff, Joe. Yet again, records that this guy is breaking. And yet, what's his concern? He's concerned about abortion. He's concerned about the Supreme Court. By the way, the Democrats are all out there 
well, let's expand the Supreme Court. Let's elim Even Joe Unity Biden is calling for eliminating the legislative filibuster. So that's what they're going to run on. That's what their message is heading into November. Eliminate the filibuster, expand the court. That's all they got. Abortion and let's see, what else? Uh, I, I don't even know if there is anything else. January 6th, you going to try that again? I mean, we've heard about this whole, uh, the, obviously the American people aren't paying attention to this stupid, idiotic, partisan January 6th committee. No one wants to hear about that. No, I just heard Senator Josh Hawley, Fox News, he says no one cares about January 6th. And he's absolutely right in saying so. Even uh, former Obama advisor David Axelrod saying today, Propaganda News, CNN, Joe, you need Biden doesn't have great answers on, let's see, gas prices or inflation and abortion. He has no good answers on anything. And that's a former Obama guy saying that who served with Joe Unity Biden. Remember, Barack Hussein Obama, what did he say about Joe Unity Biden? Don't underestimate Joe's ability to F things up. Now, on the topic of Biden inflation, he says earlier today, well, our 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 inflation rate, by the way, as he was going down his list, uh, I'm going to call on uh, the AP News next. Uh, our, quote, our inflation rate is lower than other nations in the world. Well, if you literally go just to Bloomberg, by the way, Bloomberg, not a big conservative publication at all. Headline, Americans face higher inflation than anywhere in the G7. So yeah, Joe, yet another lie. And but Joe Unity Biden, it, it lies after lie after lie. That's all he's told throughout this administration. Well, unless we take him at his word in his press conference that he got, I don't even know if you want to call what he did today a press conference. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. This was his third press conference of his presidency. But in his second press conference earlier this year, he said, he was asked, you think you're underperforming? No, no, no. I actually think I'm overperforming. So is all of this, is all of this on purpose? Is all of it intentional? Because, oh, Brian Deese, by the way, tell you what, who is the White House director on the National Economic Council, what he said earlier today should startle and scare the living daylights out of every single American. He literally said, quote, earlier today, by the way, it's on Propaganda News, CNN. What do you say to those families that say, listen, we can't afford to pay $4.85 a gallon for gas for months, if not years. Brian Deese, and I'm not kidding you, says, quote, this is about the future of the liberal world order, and we have to stand firm. Excuse me? What? The liberal world order. I wonder if that's got anything to do with the World Economic Forum and Klaus Schwab and Bill Gates and Event 201 that I've yet to hear anyone, the pathological, prolific, pathetic liars in our mainstream media, never heard about them once, ever even attempt to mention Event 201. Hey, if you listen to this program enough, you know about Event 201. You know why we say the pan slash pandemic and the pandemic 
exercise that Event 201 was, October of 2019. John Hopkins and the World Economic Forum and Bill and Melinda Gates, yeah, just putting together this pandemic response. It's just an exercise, just in case a pandemic comes around. wonder why we say pan slash pandemic. Now, this city is out there today. This is about the future of the liberal world order, and we have to stand firm. So I would ask all Americans, you really want this liberal world order? Do we give liberals more power? We give more power to the Democratic Party? Or again, we have a chance in November to send them packing, at least as best as we possibly can. Now, Joe Unity Biden continuing to blame, you know, of course, when it comes to gas prices, and he literally, I'm not kidding you, he says, Russia, 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 Russia. Again, having to blame Vladimir Putin and Russia for all the gas prices. Oh, is anyone going to cover the war? Is there still a war going on in Ukraine right now? I mean, don't, doesn't anyone think it's pretty weird that all of a sudden Vladimir Putin goes and invades Ukraine, which he never did under Donald J. Trump's presidency. Donald Trump literally told Vladimir Putin, listen, don't go into Ukraine. If you go into Ukraine, I'm going to hit Moscow. And those beautiful turrets you had, yeah, they, guess what? They're going to be blown up. Vladimir Putin didn't go into Ukraine under Donald Trump's administration. Now he does under Joe Unity Biden. And Joe Unity Biden just blames him for everything. Bloomberg, earlier today, U.S. will face high gas prices as long as it takes, Joe Unity Biden saying, uh, as long as it takes so Russia cannot, in fact, defeat Ukraine and move beyond Ukraine, he says. Uh, quote, national average gasoline price at a record this month above $5 a gallon. Even after Joe Unity Biden released a historic, uh, ordered a historic release from U.S. Reserves earlier this year. I don't know what's so historic about that. I mean, that's for emergencies only. And Joe says, yeah, no, let's just do that. Or maybe, I'm, is it Joe making the call? Again, we have no idea. I personally think it's Barack Hussein Obama. Quote, prices at the pump have been a main driver of Biden inflation, which has been a major political headache for the Biden administration. Yeah, you think so? By the way, this is the same president who said, the buck stops with me, and I, Donald Trump's got to stop blaming people. When I'm president, I'm not going to be blaming everybody. Well, that's all he's done. It's been the Biden blame game since day one, January 20th of 2021. Americans have cited inflation, which had a four-year decade high this spring, as their primary concern heading into November midterms. Again, Americans vote with their wallets, folks, as Americans should. Why should we be paying more for gas when we don't have to? Maybe it's part of the new liberal world order, as Brian D. says. Um, uh, Democrats uh, will likely lose control of Congress. Again, this is Bloomberg writing this. That worst case scenario will become even likelier if the U.S. goes into a recession. Concerns about such a downturn are growing daily, which I'll tell you folks, right now we could potentially already be in a recession if you go by uh, what's going on in the um, Atlanta uh, uh, Federal Reserve Bank. But as far as I'm concerned, we're already in a recession. And, and I mean, we're definitely... At some point, whoever's going to make the call, you know, uh, uh, Enber, by the way, let me get their whole name right again. The National Bureau of Economic Research, who, who now say that, I guess, that they make the call. I'll tell you, at some point, it, we will be in a recession, folks. I'm telling you now. 
Your unity mind has no answers to any part of this at all. And he says, well, I'm going to blame Vladimir Putin. And then he's going to try and pivot. Again, January 6th. Uh, I, again, I, I really do not see the message of it's all Putin's fault and it's all Russia's fault. I don't see that getting into American people's heads and them thinking, yeah, you're right, it is Vladimir Putin's fault. By the way, what? Are, even if it, think about this, even if it was Vladimir Putin's fault, what is it that the Democratic Party is doing to stop Vladimir Putin? They're doing nothing at all. Nothing is getting better. Again, wasn't like this when Republicans had control, when Donald Trump was the president. So, I mean, I, I, I don't understand how that's possibly a winning message. You give us more power, now we're going to stop Vladimir Putin? I, again, it doesn't resonate with the American people. It's completely idiotic. And another reason why it doesn't stick with the American people is because it's an outright lie. So then Joe has to pivot. And then he goes to the filibuster, the legislative filibuster, which he has defended vigorously before. Quote, the most important thing to be clear about this, we have to change, I believe, we have to codify Roe v. Wade into law. So guess what he says? And the way to do that, make sure the Congress has the votes to do that. If, we, if the filibuster gets in the way, here we go. Require an exception to the filibuster, he says. That means eliminating the legislative filibuster, which Joe and the Democratic Party have long defended. He even tweets, right, quote, We have to codify Roe v. Wade into law. And as I said this morning, by the way, of course, it's never him who's actually tweeting this. It's, it's his staff that's doing it. If the filibuster gets in the way, then we need to make an exception to get it done. Now, folks, the Democratic Party, and, and, and this is the same filibuster that, you know, when Joe and the Democrats were in power, he would always defend. But then when Republicans use the filibuster, oh, my goodness gracious, it's so bad. Then he says it's a relic of the Jim Crow era. Folks, do not be fooled. The Democratic Party, listen to them in their own words talking about the filibuster. They want to make this country into a banana republic where if you don't get your way, you change the rules. The legislative filibuster should stay there and I, I, I will personally uh, resist efforts to get rid of them. I'm committed to never voting, to change the legislative filibuster. That would be the end of the Senate. It raises problems that are more damaging than the problems that exist. You cannot change the rules in the middle of the game because you do not like outcome you're gonna throw the entire congress into chaos and nothing will get done change the rules in midstream to wash away 200 years of history nothing at all will get done i don't think that we ought to be coming in willy-nilly and and uh, changing the rules you can't change the rules in the middle of the game ideologues in the senate want to turn what the founding fathers called the cooling saucer of democracy into the rubber stamp of dictatorship. If you don't have 60 votes yet, it just means you haven't done enough advocacy and you need to work a lot harder. It is ultimately an example of the arrogance of power. Partisan power grab that will stomp on the rights of the minority and leave Congress fundamentally changed 
for the worse. Reserve checks and balances so that no one party can do whatever it wants. It'll be a doomsday for democracy. The one most important rule that requires compromise, requires working across the aisle. It is a fundamental power grab. We'll not stand by when a party drunk with power tries to overturn 200 years of precedent. Ending the filibuster is a very dangerous thing to do. So, folks, there they are in their own words defending the filibuster. Listen to Charles E. Schumer, the what the Founding Fathers called the cooling saucer of democracy. Julian E. Biden, it's a power grab. It's, it's arrogant power grab. I mean, and now here they all are, the same people who were saying every single thing you just heard are now out there wanting to eliminate the legislative filibuster. And on top of advocate, even Joe Unity Biden today is now advocating for that. You heard him in that clip. By the way, do that clip. The clip was from the um, RNC. So, yet you have eliminate the filibuster and expand the Supreme Court. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez earlier today, quote, as far as expanding the Supreme Court, eliminating the filibuster goes, those, quote, th this, is, this is what she said, those two actions dramatically increase political pressure and makes it much harder to resist. And it ain't just AOC who wants to expand the Supreme Court. Elizabeth Warren, Focahontas, who wants to expand the Supreme Court on every day that ends with Y. I believe we need to get some confidence back in our court. And that means we need more justices on the United States Supreme Court. Okay, Adam Schiff who's the weirdest-looking congressman you've probably ever seen. Really creepy dude. We can expand the court, codify rights, and move America forward again. Senator Ed Markey, Massachusetts. Again, I asked my colleagues in the Senate, what other judicial outrage must we endure from the illegitimate far-right majority on the Supreme Court before we act? Fight back and expand the court now. How can the Supreme Court be illegitimate? That's what I'd like to know. I mean, what a moron. Joe Concha writing in The Hill today, Biden was right, expanding the Supreme Court is a boneheaded idea. Because even it goes far back as FDR. Oh, Democrats love the New Deal. Oh, things were so great, right? February 5th, 1937, Franklin D. Roosevelt introduced his proposal to expand the Supreme Court. The reasons are similar to those today's Democrats are talking about. Decisions by the 1937 court, which was decidedly conservative, thereby rejected key components of the New Deal, simply could not stand. So FDR decided the only way to get what he wanted legislatively was to expand the Supreme Court to 15 justices. This, this plan of mine is not attacking is not attacking of the court. It seeks to restore the court to its rightful and historic place in our system of constitutional government and have it resume its high task of building anew on the Constitution a system of living law, is what FDR said. Julian D. Biden, 1983, said, quote, That was a bonehead idea. It was a terrible, terrible mistake to make. Put it in question for an entire decade, the independence of the most significant body, including the Congress, included, in my view, in this country, the Supreme Court of the United States of America. Pretty interesting, Joe, because now your party wants to expand that same Supreme Court, which he's saying here is the most significant body of in, in the whole entire uh, uh, 
Congress and our whole entire government. By the way, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, liberal icon. And if you ask liberal women, first woman ever on the Supreme Court, forget Sandra Day O'Connor, she don't count, she was conservative. And she literally said, quote, this is an exact quote from Ruth Bader Ginsburg, nine seems to be a good number. It's been that way for a long time. And if anything, if, if, uh, if they expanded the Supreme Court, it would make the court look partisan. It would be that one side saying, when we're in power, we're going to enlarge the number of judges so we would have more people who would vote the way we want them to. Again, that was Ruth Bader Ginsburg saying that. You know, it's no one. Again, this is all the radical, crazy ideas of the Democratic Party. It's it, literally, it's not a surprise to see why Joe Unity Biden is doing such a bad job, according to the American people. Yesterday, ABC News, quote, AP and uh, North Pole, most, na- most say nation on wrong track, including Democrats. An overwhelming and growing majority of Americans say the U.S. is heading in the wrong direction. Listen to this, because if Democrats are saying this, 8 in 10 Democrats are saying the, Amer- the United States is heading in the wrong direction. That is an awful number for Joe Unity Biden heading into the midterm elections. 85% of U.S. adults say the country's on the wrong track. 79% describe the economy as poor. Uh, the findings suggest Biden faces fundamental challenges as he tries to motivate voters to cast ballots for Democrats in November's midterm elections. Why would anyone do that? Um, one person, Chuck McLean, I guess his name, 74 years old, he's, he's doing the best he can. I can't say he's doing a good job, though, but his opposition is so bad. I just feel the Democratic Congress is, is I just don't feel the Democratic Congress, excuse me, is doing enough. Again, how can Joe be a lame duck president when you have control of the House and you have control of the Senate as well? Inflation has consistently eclipsed the healthy 3.6% unemployment rate as a focal point for Americans who are dealing with high gasoline and food prices. By the way, we have a baby formula shortage. We have a tampon shortage in this country for the ladies out there. I mean, pretty soon, wouldn't surprise me at all if we end up having food shortages. Think about that. We're talking about food shortages. 2022 in the United States. Even among Democrats, 67% calling economic conditions, quote, poor. Um, this guy says, my wife and I are very frustrated with where the country is headed. We don't have a lot of hope for the political end of it to get any better. Uh, just 14% of people say things are going in the right direction. That's down from 21% in May, 29% in April. Though the, through the first half of 2021, about half of Americans said the country was headed in the right direction. Number that has steadily eroded in the past year. 66-year-old woman, Dorothy Vaudu, saying, I'm a Democrat, so I had to vote Democrat, but that's going to change. National dissatisfaction, totally bipartisan. 92% of Republicans, 78% of Democrats say the country is headed in the wrong direction. Democrats saying the country is headed in the wrong direction, rising from 66%. Again, with poll numbers like this, going into the midterm elections, it is not as, as Chuck Todd, meet the press, or meet the depressed, whatever you want to call it, would say, that is shellacking territory for the Democrats. 
Um, Paul Bedard, Washington Examiner. Voters itching to punish Washington on border crisis. 67% fail Biden. Uh, as if voters needed another reason to hit the polls this fall for the congressional midterm election. Supreme Court today issuing an opinion affirming President Joe Unity Biden's open border agenda. Decision that should drive turnout even higher. Already hot over gas prices, Biden inflation, abortion, and guns. The addition of immigrants, uh, immigration excuse me, could boost voter turnout in election. Republicans have held an advantage in four months. Rasmussen survey says 73% of Americans consider immigration a critical election issue. Two other questions Rasmussen asked also gave a strong indication of whom voters want to punish in the elections. Quote, by a margin of 52%, 11%, voters say illegal immigration is getting worse, not better. 67% rate Biden's handling of the immigration issue as poor to fail. Majority of independent voters say Biden has done a bad job on immigration and said that illegal immigration is only getting worse. And what can I tell you, folks? There was a lot of us conservatives that were out there that were saying, this is what's going to happen. It is going to get this bad if Joe Unity Biden and the Democratic Party have control of the United States. Well, now they have control. You know, remember Keystone XL, Joe canceled 11,000 American jobs that were gone just like that. And Jen Psaki was saying, yeah, there's going to be green new jobs. Well, folks, now it's the last day of June, for goodness sakes. And guess what? Still no green new jobs. So I don't understand what particular issue the Democrats think they can run on that they're going to say, yeah, we're doing a good job here. And that the American people are going to turn out and say, yeah, you know what? We should give these people more power. I have no idea why. I have no idea what they can run on. And, and I'm, I'm not sad for them. I can't stand the Democratic Party. I can't stand Democrats. I can't stand liberals. Why would we give them more power when this is how bad things are in our country? We're heading to a recession. And if you go by some of the numbers here, we're already in a recession. Folks, everything is everything's more expensive. We're now experiencing shrinkflation. You know, why would we give the Democratic Party more power, folks? But if you listen to Brian Deese, this is what we have to deal with now because this is the future of the liberal world order and we have to stand firm, he says. Tell you what, folks, you want more of the new liberal world order in November? You're going to give the Republicans a shot at it because a lot of people think the Republicans are, can do a better job than the Democratic Party. And I think they're probably right in that because how much worse could it get? But I guess, again, this is what we have now in the new Joe Unity Biden liberal world order. And who says that, for goodness sakes? Today is the 836th day of slowing the spread. The Joe Unity Biden administration now has 934 days left for all of us to endure. Thank you, as always, for listening to the program, folks. Back here tomorrow, by the way, last show before we get to the 4th on Monday. Uh, thanks, as always, for listening, folks. It is never a bad day to be an American.